0: Hey everyone, welcome back. Today's episode is the best example of when, even though we don't know each other, you should still DM me and be a part of this because really, really, really amazing stories come out of this and ladies is definitely one of those. So if you're not ready, I would suggest to grab some tissue and yeah. So be prepared and let's get started with this one. Hey everyone, it's me, the adolescent parent. Or Brenda, today I have a new mom for you guys. Actually, it's our second time I guess meeting. We had our pre-interview and now this interview. Um, her name is Lady. Say hey. Hi. Her name is Lady. Like I think that's a really cool <laughs> name. We talked a little bit about it before we start recording. I love her name. But anyways, she DM'd me and she said that she was kind of nervous extremely nervous. Not Why kinda. Is
1: This is something I don't do. I don't normally reach out to people, but it's something that I'm trying to better yeah. myself at doing.
0: Okay. Well, I'm glad that you did. We had, like I said, we had our pre-interview and I was very moved by your story. A little bit about what you told me. Um, we like chatted for like two or three hours, I think, right? We did. <laughs> On
1: a sc- well, it wasn't a school night, but it was a weekday. Yeah. Yes.
0: And no drinks at that time. <laughs> no. Now we got some wine in front of us. Um, so, yes, yeah, so this is lady, she is a mom of three. Correct. And yeah, tell us a little bit about you.
1: So I'm a mother of
0: three, two boys, one girl.
1: Um, I am on my second marriage, which is not something to be proud of, but it's an example. Mm-hmm. And I'm proud of where I am now. It's taught me a lot. And that's pretty much it. I love my kids. Like anybody who knows me knows that my life revolves around my kids and now my husband.
0: Yes. So. so, one thing that we had in common was being young moms. mm mm-hmm. um, How old were you when you found out you were pregnant?
1: I was 18. 18. hmm I uh, had you? just graduated high okay. school. Okay. That was going to be my next question. Yes.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, you had just finished col- high school, I mean. Um, and that was with Devin?
1: Yes, that's correct. Devin's A- my first, my firstborn. And how old is he now? He just turned
0: 10 on February. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So... Not to age you or nothing, but (laughs) yeah. Um, So how was that to find out that you were pregnant? That was scary. Um,
1: So I found out I had already graduated high school and I was about three, four months pregnant. I didn't know I was pregnant. So when I found out it was, it was very scary. Growing up, my parents always enforced school and enforced education. So when I told my mom, she told me to pack my stuff and go
0: wow because yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah, like with me my mom told me she was like i mean like i knew of a bunch of other girls who had gotten pregnant and they had been kicked out of their house too and that was my biggest fear like if if that had ever happened to me i i don't know what i would do if my mom would push me out of my house it was scary for sure and i actually
1: called my mom the day after we met and i told her about this and she was like but i didn't kick you out i said no yeah you did she was like no that's not how I, i thought you viewed it I said no you told me to pack my stuff and go she was like no 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 you wanted to be an adult I was treating you like an adult and I was taking you with your partner I said you kicked me out so yeah. she was like well I'm sorry that was never my intention she and she tried to apologize and I told her so, no because of that I am where I am and I'm glad I'm proud of it like don't don't apologize yeah so
0: like you wouldn't change it no 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 but either way like in the moment you were so very scared I was I was traumatized
1: yeah. like I had never spent the night at his house. We had been dating for maybe three, four years, but
0: it was nothing to where I felt ready. Yeah. And I think I've never lived with anybody like that. You know, I've never lived with a partner. But, like, I don't even know if I could at this age. I'm 24, much less 18, when you're, like, still trying to figure out and, like, discover your, like, semi-adult life because at 18 you're considered an adult, but now you're pregnant. And then they, they ask you to move over there. Yeah. One thing that you told me whenever, before we recorded was um, that they told you, like, since you came into this world with nothing. Yes. What What they say?
1: They told me that since I everything that I had at that house was earned by me going to school, doing good, that I was going to leave with the bare minimum.
0: So a bag. Wow. Yeah. So all of your belongings, your entire room stayed there like all my
1: posters all my cool shoes everything stayed there of course i think that was more of them trying to teach me a lesson because eventually i got all my stuff but at that moment it was just that bag yeah (laughs)
0: like i think like the most they could do because like they can't put their hands on you they can't like they're angry with you they're upset it's not like they can, like, be aggressive towards you. So the most they could do is, like, not let you take everything that's yours. Correct. And to them, I feel like maybe that was, like, enough, mm-hmm. you know? Of but course. what was that like to, like, what did you take? Just
1: jeans and clothes. I mean, just then, I I, I really don't remember. I, I'm guessing maybe a pair of sh- a shorts. Uh, I don't know. I, really? I can't remember. <laughs>
0: and so... You, but well, I know it wasn't much. Yeah. So how did you, how did you even, you said that you were like four months pregnant before you tried to take a test. Yes. What I didn't made know, you take one?
1: I didn't know I was pregnant. My dad had told me, he was like, you're gaining weight. You're, you're not, you know, what are you doing to take care of yourself? Why are you, you know, you're eating out of control, little stuff like that. And I just thought it was the summer, you know, I'm like, I just graduated in high school. I'm going to start college in a few months. Like I'm just enjoying it. So I was, I didn't pay attention to what I was doing. Were you getting a period? I, my parents had always, always been irregular. Okay. Always. Okay. So, me thinking that I might be pregnant was never a question.
0: Okay. So, like, you would miss a period. Uh mm-hmm. I I'd be come. Fine. I yeah. knew it was okay because wow. that was normal. Okay. And so, him telling you that made you, like, wonder, should I take a test or what?
1: That and the relationship that I was in wasn't too stable. So, we... We decided to take one to see where we stood and to see how we were gonna either work on it or go our own ways. Okay, so that's what happened, and I was pregnant.
0: Yeah, that's (laughs) like it's funny because that's literally what happened with me. Like, I was in a relationship for three years, and the I broke up with them, and then I find out I'm pregnant. Yep. So whoa, (laughs) and then I didn't know I was pregnant. I was like three months. So like, pretty much our stories align except one part but yeah so you find out you're pregnant were you with him like were you like next to him when you when you found out or were you by yourself
1: no we were together okay yeah we were together and he was like oh shit like what are we gonna do you know since like I said our relationship wasn't the best at that moment so we were a bit scared but we we talked and we decided that you know keeping the baby and being adults about it and making it work would be the best thing for the baby and for us
0: okay and so Whenever, did you tell your parents right away or like no, you kept it a secret? I
1: kept it a secret, I think for a few weeks, if not maybe a month. And really? then I finally told them just because my, they're, they're still my parents. Like they didn't deserve for me to be lying and still living in their house. Yeah. So I told them and my mom was like, okay, we're going to this, to the, to the clinic. We're going to take a test by the doctor, not by a Walgreens test or anything. So we did the doctor, I did the urine test, did the blood test. And then the doctor was like, no, she's pregnant. So um, my mom's like, okay, thank you. We walked out. We went on the ride home. She was like, you get home, pack your stuff. When your dad comes, we're going to take you to his house.
0: Whoa So like, did you, did you tell her like, no, I don't want to leave? Or it was just kind of like, all right.
1: No, we talked about it. Um, There were some options ma- on the table that I didn't find them to be ideal for mm-hmm. the situation. So that was the best one out of all.
0: Okay. So. And so you get home. Your dad comes home. That was
1: funny because my dad came home. He had a routine. He would come home. He would go straight to the room, change, and then he would come out. My mom would feed him. He would have dinner and he would help my mom clean the kitchen. And then he would sit down and watch soccer. So that was his routine. So that day I walked, he walked in and he didn't even say hi to me. Did your mom t- tell him? Yes, they they had already talked, okay. so my dad already knew. Okay, um, so he walked in and I was on the floor in the living room watching The Secret Life of the American Teenager. <laughs> <Show. I laughs> yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, so I was watching that, and my mom's like, atrevida, you know, like you're still watching that, like even after everything that's going on. So, okay. um, he had dinner and everything, and he was like, "Okay, you ready?" I wow. said, "Are you serious?" He was like, "Yeah, let's go." He, his family live maybe five minutes away from where we live. So it wasn't a far drive. So we got there and they, his parents already knew because I had told him, Hey, my parents are going to take me to your house tonight. So he was like, okay, we'll be waiting.
0: Wow. Okay. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't like a huge drama. Like it was just, it's going to happen. All right.
1: His parents knew they were aware that I was on my way.
0: (laughs) Oh my God. And so you get there. I feel like my parents would go off on the other parents. Like, I don't know. At, th- at that age, like, if, if that was the situation where my parents are going to, I'm not going to live at home anymore, I don't I don't think my parents would just drop me off at the door and take off. Like, well, I think that they would exchange, <laughs> like, some words. No, you know? they didn't
1: drop me off at the door. Of course, they, they said hi. We all sat in the living room, and my dad told them, you know, what was going on and told them that it was his son's responsibility to step up and take care of me and the baby and that... Uh, he wasn't kicking me out but he was just trying to teach me a lesson and teaching me that I was his partner now, wife, whatever you want to call it, and that he, he had to step up, that we both had to be responsible and take care of this child
0: together. Wow. And so by this time, how far along are Because you? you kept it a secret for a month.
1: Yeah, I was maybe four, four or five months.
0: Wow. Mm-hmm. But
1: in high school I was I wasn't I was petite, like I was small. So it was hard for for me, t- I wasn't showing. Okay. So it it was it was very...
0: Like you just tidal. knew you were pregnant, yeah. but like there was no... F- did you have any symptoms? None? None? None. Same. None. So it's just like you just... It's a condition you, you know you have, but it's like, but how? You mm-hmm. know, it's like not real. And so you're living there. How was it like the first few months before the baby came when you're living there?
1: It was scary. Mm-hmm. It was new having to adjust the way that they did things as opposed to the way that my parents did things like... You know, the the simple things like we would have dinner. And then my mom told us, you guys, because I have two brothers, you guys are not allowed to leave the kitchen or do anything until you clean it. So we had to pick up the table. We had to wash dishes, make sure all the dishes were put up. The kitchen was swept before we could leave. Okay. In his house, everybody would come in, you know, eat dinner and then do their own, wash their own things. But it wasn't to where it was a family dinner. So everybody d- was pretty much doing their own thing at their own time. Oh, okay. So to me, that was in normal. Okay. So little things like that, laundry was done different. You know, it was a complete different world. So it okay. was it was scary. Um, we did have baby showers. Everybody supported us. After a while, my dad came through. My mom, they were they were amazing. Like everything, every time they would go to the store, they were like, "Oh, we bought this for the baby. Oh, okay. oh we did this. Oh, we did that." So my parents and his parents were a big big help.
0: Okay. So other than just the part where you have to go live with him. I kind of understand that. Like, it's not only a lesson on you about like, you have to grow up now. And if you decided to do grown up things, like he has to take care of you. And it's also a lesson on him. Like you want to, you want to be a, a big man. Like exactly no man, his or men do, mm-hmm. but it's still scary because if, if they think that you're not mature enough to be a mom, what makes them think you're mature enough to go live on your own and be a mom? Mm-hmm you know and so you still had baby showers mm-hmm. things like that did you have his name decided before he came
1: we we did we had a list of names but one of the main one was devon and that's because at that time his dad was so into devon the dude so <laughs> oh that's, my God. that's the reason why we named him devon
0: <gasps> that's so funny my brother is so into him he has like well he was he had like all of his like like literally cassette tapes yes <laughs> What is that? Yeah, that's so funny. But that's cool. That's a cool little little thing to go back to. But so Devin,
1: mm-hmm. how many baby showers did you have? I had two. One with his family and one with my family. So it was just two and we pretty much got everything we needed. His family, extended family, was very, very supportive. Friends were very supportive. So after the rocky start, everything was perfect. Like everything was good. Me and him were able to get along. We were, we were able to be there for each other and for our own own unborn baby. So everything was really good.
0: Okay. And so since you are 18, were you able to work during your pregnancy?
1: I was, but I wasn't working. I was going to school. So I had enrolled to El Centro for the nursing program. And then my dad was like, well, you don't have a car. How are you going to get to school? You're not taking the dart. You're not taking the bus. Like, You need to transfer to Mountain View because we live down the street from Mountain View. So they told me that I needed to transfer. So I did that. And um, I was just taking basic, basic
0: courses at that point. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so he was working, but you were provided most of like your baby essentials at your baby shower or like, yes. Okay. That's mm-hmm. awesome. That's and really we we,
1: I mean, we did struggle a little bit. We were young. Um, He was working and he wasn't going to, I think he was, he went to school maybe one semester. Okay. And after that he stopped because he was working two jobs at a time to try oh, to wow. make ends meet. Mm-hmm.
0: Wow. Okay. And so did you have any complications with your pregnancy?
1: No. Like Devin's pregnancy was perfect. Like I would go to school, come home, do homework for a little bit, go to sleep, uh, wake up, make dinner. We would He would get home from work or from school and then we'd have dinner and he would study or go to his other job. And I would go back to bed. Like I love to sleep, like literally love okay, to sleep. So, it so when I was pregnant, it was I didn't have any reasons why. Oh, well, I, I you know, I can't sleep. So I would literally sleep all the time
0: that's good that's awesome because like the last thing you want is like being sick or any Mm -hmm. complications like that so did you how did you deliver him that's one of my favorite questions i had a c-section but it was
1: an emergency c-section oh why so when i my do i was already 40 weeks so i was really really big and my mom's like you need to go to the doctor you need to get them checked out like there's something going on you're too big you're about to explode the typical mom Mm-hmm. So she was like, come over. I'll make you guys breakfast. And then from there, you could go to the hospital. So we did. We went to the hospital. We went to my parents. We had breakfast. And then I checked in since I knew I wasn't going to be able to eat after that. So when they they started taking my vitals, they said that I had high blood pressure at that point. Mm-hmm. So they monitored me for two, three hours. And then it was too high to where they couldn't release me. So they admitted me. And then they asked me if I wanted to get induced since technically I was full term. So I said, sure, let's get this baby out. So um, they induced me. I was going through the contractions, everything. Um, they asked me if I wanted the epidural. I went ahead and got the epidural because w- there was no inhale. I was going to have the baby. Yeah, like natural. Yeah. No, like I'm not that brave. Yeah. So um, I got the epidural. And then we waited and waited and I didn't dilate. I think the most I got was to five centimeters. Okay. So I was stuck and the doctor's like, okay, you, you're not, you're not dilating anymore. It's getting to a point where you're running out of, the baby's running out of water. He's in distress. Like we have to do something. So we have to rush, rush you to an emergency C-section. Um, when they told me that I was crying like I was shivering like I I couldn't stop shaking my mom was crying so she wasn't helping yeah because <laughs> she was if not she worse was making you was, more scared yes. yeah so um they told us that it's only one person allowed so they got uh, my son's dad they got him ready and they took me to the
0: to the OR okay so mm-hmm. and do you remember so I remember being on the bed and the only thing I had to be in there by myself. The only thing I remember is like the nurse. She was like over me and she was like talking to me and she had like these really pretty blue eyes. And that's like the only thing I remember. And then like my hands being tied to yes. the side. Is that Was that you? Yes, they did tie me up. Um, so I don't
1: remember too much details about it. I do know that I was tied down and i do know that while they were delivering Devon, they were talking about food
0: mine were too when <laughs> we talking about pizza i
1: don't remember what it was but i know it was food because when we afterwards you know once we were in the room and everything his dad was like why are these doctors talking about food like they're cutting you open <laughs> crazy. your inside stinks they're burning through your skin and they yeah. all they could think about is what they're gonna have for food like <laughs> or for dinner or whatever your inside stink that's what he said he said that that when they were they were cutting me open and they were removing and pushing things aside that there was a really, really nasty smell.
0: Whoa. I don't remember. Yeah, I don't either. So I think I had a mascot. I don't know, but that's funny. That's funny. I wonder if it's like, now I'm wondering if it's code. I think so. I've heard other moms say the same thing. Yeah? So I think so. So it's like, give me the pizza. Give me the dough. Like, what is that, <laughs> you know? Because mine were talking about pizza. Mine were talking about toppings and like, I like mushrooms on mine like things like that and I remember just being like am I tripping (laughs) or like like, this is some good medication yeah exactly (laughs) I remember thinking like I'm gonna hallucinate but I'm like they're talking about pizza is this my hallucination (laughs) like what is going on but I wonder what that is I, I, I hope to to have that answer soon but so I never knew that about I knew I smelled something when they were uh like, burning, like, they when they burn your flesh. Like, yeah. I knew I smelled something, but, like, I didn't know my insides. I didn't think about that. Like, your insides smelling. I, I mean. But I guess it makes sense. I don't know.
1: I don't remember. Was don't he remember. able to
0: peek over the curtain? Yes. Yeah. He was
1: able to. Mm-hmm. Did he want to, or, like? I think he did it a few times. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Just out of curiosity to make sure that the baby was okay.
0: Whoa. Mm-hmm. Okay. And did you get stitches, or they glued you? They they used skin glue. Yeah, same. Yes. Yeah. Which
1: I was so thankful for yes
0: Yes. (laughs) and how long did you stay at the hospital i
1: stayed for three nights three days
0: two nights okay Mm -hmm. that's pretty good yes good and so for me i had the hardest like i know c-sections are hard to recover from but like i couldn't walk up straight and i couldn't like use force like i couldn't lift my arms up i couldn't like lift myself up from the toilet like things like that like i was like super weak yes did you here. say that was you?
1: Uh huh. I remember all that. Um, there was a time where I was changing Devin's diaper and I had to raise the bed to where. It was high enough so I wouldn't have to bend over. Oh, okay. So I did that. And then I was changing Devin's diaper. And as I was wiping him, he farted <laughs> and he pooped all over me. Oh, my me. God. <laughs> and I was trying to to laugh. And like his dad was laughing so hard. But I was like trying to throw everything at him because I was like, you need to shut up. Like I'm hurting. I cannot laugh because it hurts. Yeah. But yes. So that's a really, really good memory we have of a family. But the
0: baby's poops, like the first few days were like nasty. <laughs> nasty. Yes. <laughs> that's so yes. funny. And
1: his little it was so dirty. He was in Ooh. the restroom trying to wash it off, and uh, we just had to throw it away.
0: Yeah. It was gone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. You can't do that. You can't rescue it, after, especially after the first poops. Like, no. You, know, you can't rescue it. But, so you stayed there three, day, three days and two nights. Correct. And usually, so after your C-section, did they hand you him right away? I think they handed him to dad first,
1: and mm-hmm. then he brought him over to me. Okay, like to so, your face. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I just gave him a kiss, and I I know some moms cry. I think I forced myself to cry. That was I was I feel like I was supposed to cry (laughs) and I feel so bad. But I was I was really, really happy, but I just couldn't bring the tears. Yeah. So
0: I I, that was (laughs) me too, because like I knew I felt happy and like I knew I wanted to cry, but like the tears weren't coming out. But I was making I was like, uh, Yes (laughs) do it. And so you bring him home are you still 18 at this point um 19
1: yeah so my my mom since she knew I was a first time parent she said hey come over to the house and stay with us for for as long as you need so that way we can help you with the baby and everything so we did we went straight to the hospital there and she did help me but sometimes I felt that it was more she was making things harder on me than actually helping okay like so how like if the baby would cry she was like oh you're holding him wrong or you know turn him this way or try that or do this and i'm like okay i want to learn you know yeah but there was times where i did have breakdowns and i was like mom come get this child you know so it was it was a little bit of both
0: okay mm-hmm. so you said you had
1: breakdowns
0: yes do you feel like you experienced some type of baby blues or postpartum
1: at that age i didn't really understand what depression was or baby blues was. So. Now that I think about it, I think I did, but I never did anything with it. I would just said, oh, it's going to it's going to pass. Yeah, I'll be fine. I'm a first time mom. I'm struggling. I'm young. You know, it, it, it's normal. So what would you what would you feel like? Just like overwhelmed, overwhelmed. I would cry a lot. I'm a big crybaby, so I would cry a lot.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like because he's crying or you're tired, like just everything would make you cry. Mm-hmm. Like, like that. And he, if
1: he started crying and I was alone, I would cry with him. And wow. I was like, we need to get it together. You know, we, I don't know why you're crying. I burped you. I fed you like your diapers change. You're, you're good. Like, why are you crying? So since he wouldn't stop crying, I would cry with him.
0: Wow. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I ever did that. But like, I know that I know that I know a lot of moms who do that. And they think that that's fine. They think it's just it's just because they're they're struggling and mm-hmm. it's hard. And I'm like, no, girl. like. Yes. Either way, like after you have a baby, your body is readjusting. So there's a lot of hormones going on and it's normal to be like excessively like emotional, but there's, it's normal to be just emotional and there's another thing to just like not able to contain it and like just cry every time.
1: I think for me it was more of the not being educated enough. Okay. Not doing the research. Because about, about your feelings about or about? About right feelings, about. the the process of of a delivery and the aftercare and all of that i went based on what the nurses told me
0: okay yeah because like Mm -hmm. they don't i feel like now most now hopefully the topic of like postpartum and baby blues is is on the table but i know that before whenever i went through my pregnancy five Mm years six seven years ago um like like you said like i didn't think anything like after this is done this is done you know like no
1: now it is it really really is yeah Mm -hmm. and that's
0: good i love that yes because i mean you need help and you need to know that 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 you do deserve the help that you do deserve to let it out and to have someone guide you and that it's okay yeah and that it's okay Yes. yes So you said that your mom would help you, but also not help you. Correct. Because she wasn't letting you discover how to do it on your own. Mm-hmm. She was kind of like dictating like how you should do it. Yes. At times I felt that she was trying to, sh- she wasn't trying,
1: she, was, I knew her intentions were good. Yeah. And I know she was trying to help me and trying to ha- let me rest, but I felt that sometimes she was doing more harm than good.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm and so how long did you stay there i think we stayed for two weeks oh we couldn't wow. stay
1: there much longer like it was like i love you mom i love you dad i appreciate it but we're out
0: yeah <laughs> yes. and were they offended were they like no right.
1: because we told them that we were that we appreciated their help and we truly did but it was we were different you know at that point i had been living away from them for a few months and we had our routine going and it was just
0: completely different okay mm-hmm. and so you go back home or back to his house. Mm-hmm. And was that any better? It was. Um his parents were
1: there for assistance, but they weren't they weren't the ones that would come in the room and say, "Hey, do I need to grab them Do you need help?" They would wait for me to go and ask for the help. Okay. So they let me learn.
0: Okay, that's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what
1: you wanted, right? Correct. Yes, yeah. that's what I wanted.
0: Okay. And so was Devin like at first? Since I know he's going to be listening.
1: (laughs) Devin was a good baby. Like I, when I, when I talked to him and he asked me the same questions, I was like, you were like the best baby. You never gave me any trouble. You, you ate all your food. You never, you were just perfect. Like I tell him, I say, you were my perfect little baby. Like we made it a point to train him to sleep through the night. So maybe about one, a month and a half, he was sleeping throughout the whole night. Wow. Which was amazing in his own crib.
0: And that's your first baby. That's awesome. Yes. Okay, mm-hmm. so he was a good baby. He was an, an awesome baby. Yes. Yeah. Before we recorded, we had like our pre-interview, and that's where I like to kind of like get your story that way I can I can know what you're about and like, you know, find find uh find out more about you before we record. Uh you did mention that you have two boys. Correct. Um how old was Daniel? Oh my god. How old was Devin when you got pregnant again?
1: Devin was about a year and a few months okay so he was a baby
0: yeah mm-hmm. and what was it like to find out you're pregnant again it was scary as hell yeah and the
1: reason for it was because i was on birth control so i wasn't supposed to get pregnant
0: hmm what kind of birth control
1: <laughs> i was on the marina the 10-year
0: plan oh shit <laughs> <laughs>
1: don't scare me yes so that's what i was on like i i uh, right away after i had devin and the doctor cleared me i was like put me on something like i i can't have another kid like it's not happening like we talked it over and we're like devin is our one and we're done
0: okay well i
1: didn't want to i didn't want to completely shut down so i didn't want any surgery or anything like that plus i think i was too young that no doctor yeah. would have performed yeah. any any surgery like that
0: mm-hmm. and so you were on the 10-year plan but you got pregnant yes how like how because that's what i have so (laughs) how
1: (laughs) i don't know like the doctors weren't able to give me a clear explanation they said one out of a thousand happened and you were that one wow
0: Mm -hmm. so you find out you're pregnant and your parents had already like you you got you kind of got in trouble for being pregnant in the first place how did you tell them like with what courage like did you tell them hey i'm pregnant again
1: well it was it was all a surprise so I was scared. Like, I was really scared. And my mom was, has always been my 2 go to person. So I did tell her, I said, Mom, this was not planned. Like, I don't know. My, I'm, I'm on birth control. You went with me to get my birth control put in. Like, you know that I'm, I'm on birth control. Like, what happened? Like, I don't know what to do. I'm scared. Like, Devin's still in diapers. He's just learning how to walk. How am I going to go to school? You know, start working, be a wife, be a mom of two kids. Like, it, it's just, it's, I can't do it. So she she talked to me, she told me, you know, it was all in God's plans and he knew what he was doing and to just breathe and, you know, take it all in. And at one point, I think we briefly talked about maybe an abortion and she told me, she was like, if that's what you want, it's your life. Like, we support you, but we we, we didn't, we couldn't. Okay. So we didn't. But it was maybe for a split second that that even came up and we moved right past it.
0: Okay. So Mm -hmm. it was... It was like it was like just a dot, And then, OK, no. Yes, no, no, no. exactly. Yeah. OK. Mm-hmm. And so did you go up there being like, hey, motherfucker, you put an IUD in me? No. Where is it at? <laughs> I, I was I
1: called and I explained to the doctor what was going on. I said, I need somebody to you know, to look inside of me like now, like, you know, as soon as possible. So they scheduled me an appointment right away because of the situation, what had happened. And since the birth control hadn't been inserted that long ago. So they're like, OK, what's going on? So, um, yeah, I went into the doctor. They scheduled me for a ultrasound to see what was going on. And oh, they didn't find it.
0: Did they see it? Did it, they say it moved? Yes,
1: they said it moved. They found the, the birth control, but they said it had been inserted in a in an angle to where it started um, tying around my muscle oh fuck. so they told me that I had a 50 50 chance of having a miscarriage if I decided that I wanted them to try to remove it because if they left it there it could you know the baby could grow and it could get stuck to his arm to his face any body part so it, or it might get stuck externally or internal to where it could cause damage in the future
0: okay so i said either we remove it and you have a miscarriage or we keep it and it's it's going to be on the baby somewhere Mm -hmm. whoa and so you're faced with two really tough decisions like at this point like either i don't have this baby or what's going to happen you know so what did you think what did you tell your your boyfriend at the time
1: we decided to go ahead and try to remove the birth control just because we the doctor sat down and explained the risk of it being attached to the baby okay so we decided to go ahead and try since I was so early in the pregnancy.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. How early were, how long, how far long were you when you found out? I
1: think it w- I was only a few weeks, maybe four weeks, if that. Like I was really, really early.
0: So did you get symptoms with this pregnancy than with Devons? No. What happened was I went for a checkup. Okay. And
1: that's how they found out. And I was like, holy shit, what are you talking about? Like I'm here to follow up on my birth control. Oh shit. Not yeah. to, for you to tell me that I'm pregnant.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Whoa was there how long had you had it uh
1: maybe s- six months if that
0: okay never mind i was gonna <laughs> say like if it had been a few weeks could you had i'm trying to ease my mind over here <laughs> like, like could you have gotten pregnant while you first got it but no seems like you had it in for a while yes and oh i gosh. was
1: very scared to get pregnant yeah and i know right after being having a baby you're very fertile yeah. So I was not trying to do anything until that birth control was in, and the doctor said you're free to go. Okay. So until then, I was. That's when things happened.
0: Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well. Okay. And so, so whenever you said that we decided for it for it to get removed, how did you go about that, or like what? How did that happen?
1: I had to go in and have a vaginal ultrasound, and then the doctor was gonna see where it was positioned, and he would try to remove it just
0: like the same way it was inserted. Okay. Mm -hmm. Whoa, okay. And so what did they do? Did you like x rays or something like that?
1: They no, they did a vaginal ultrasound. Oh,
0: vaginal mm. -hmm. I just heard you say that. I don't (laughs) know why I asked that question. (laughs) Okay. And so did they see it in the They did.
1: They did? Yes. They saw it. They tried to wiggle it a little bit and the doctor was like, I don't feel comfortable doing it. We're gonna send you to another doctor. Okay. So I said, okay, so the appointments were about a week apart. So it wasn't too much of a, of a gap there okay because they had to do it early on in the pregnancy
0: mm-hmm. okay and so did they ever take it out
1: uh no when i went for the follow-up appointment i was there and the doctor took they called me back in they got me in dress they're like okay we're gonna. it's gonna be it's gonna be a, a lengthy appointment so i said okay so they started checking and the doctor was like i don't see it so hmm. he started reviewing the other doctor's um notes and everything and he was like let me call one of my colleagues so he called another doctor and he was like nope i don't see it so then he was like hold on let's call the the um, technician i uh, can't think of the name right now
0: yeah ultrasound, technician. ultrasound
1: yes the ultrasound technician and she was like nope I don't see it are you sure it's in there I was like I'm sure like I wouldn't be here with three doctors going in me if it wasn't here right so then they're like okay one more we're gonna call the specialist so they had four doctors checking me and they're like no ma'am it's not in you it's it's not in there so you probably had a bowel movement and it fell out or whenever they though the doctor tried to remove it he probably loosened it and it just came out and you didn't notice it
0: but I feel like you would though I think so too wow Okay, (laughs) and so it it disappeared. It was gone, Mm -hmm. and was your pregnancy okay? My
1: pregnancy was okay up to maybe four or five months. Okay. After that, I started feeling I wasn't feeling too well I was having very very bad abdominal pain very bad very bad back pain so I was constantly going to the doctor going to the emergency room saying hey I don't feel good this isn't normal so they started checking uh, making sure everything was fine and they're like well oh, the baby's fine but they mentioned something about a low lying placenta meaning that, that my mean? placenta was sitting a lot lower okay than where it should be okay so they told me that I wasn't allowed to um carry anything heavy, uh, no sexual intercourse, no tampons, no nothing if I ever spot it. So they told me to take it very, very easy. Okay. So at that time, I was a dental assistant, so I was in the back. So a lot of my job, well, my job uh, um, was to sit in a chair with pressure on my stomach to lean in to help the, the dentist with the mm-hmm. instruments and everything and x-rays. So they told me that I had to take it easy. So at that point, I got moved to the front desk. Okay. So I did answer phones all the boring stuff
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah yes. okay and how long? like how they never tried to put you on bed rest they were never like stop working to stay home try to rest they
1: did further on in the pregnancy um well I think everything happened within a short period of time like that happened and then I was in and out of the doctor so you know one time I was spotting a lot and they told me like you have to stop working like you have to go on bed rest for two weeks so I was on bed rest for two weeks and then they're like okay you're free you know you could resume no more activity but front desk you know so I did that and then again I was back at the doctors they're like nope back on bed rest for another day or two until you stop bleeding or until you stop feeling how you're feeling so I said okay so we were back and forth with that
0: did you ever think like oh my god like what was your mindset like did you think like I want to be okay like I'm scared like um I hope nothing happens to this baby. Like, what were you thinking?
1: I was scared, but because I had Devin, I don't think I put enough thought into it thought into it like they told me don't lift anything more than 10 pounds and I'm like I have a a one-year-old like he's learning how to walk. I have to carry this kid I have to throw him on my hip you know I have to go to the store and buy groceries I have to unload the car because his dad wasn't always there he was at school or at work you know Mm -hmm. so I was like I have to do what I have to do like my mommy life was not gonna stop because I'm pregnant like it's, it's I just can't
0: Yeah, wow, yeah, like I knew Devin was like you said, he was almost walking, but like, I, yeah, you're right,
1: he was getting into everything, everything. (laughs) So, I had to run after him and I had to play with him because he wasn't, he didn't want to stay still in his playpen or in his crib and play with toys, like, he wanted interaction. Whoa, and so, does Devin know a lot about this? Devin knows everything about his brother, okay, everything. Okay. He would sit there with me and he would rub his belly and he knew that he had a baby coming. Oh. So he he knew he has a brother. Um, he was there for everything. Okay. So he was well involved in okay. pregnancy.
0: What week did you go into labor? Like how did that happen?
1: It was in October. So my due date was January twenty third. Whoa. Okay. Mm-hmm. January twenty third was my due date and Devin's birthday is February twenty third. So they're gonna be like know, a month, yeah. A year and a month apart, yeah. So, um, I was I went in maybe two days before October thirtieth, and I told them I was having really bad pains and that I just I was uncomfortable. I was crying. I was hurting everywhere. So they ad- they admitted me. They told me that it looked like the baby was coming. So they put me on medication and then they told me that they were gonna give me they're just gonna keep an eye on me for twenty four hours. So they did that and then when they were about to discharge me, the after the 24-hour period, they're like, okay, you're not contracting. You're you're good to go. So as they were getting everything
0: ready to let me go, my contractions came back. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so you knew their contractions because you had experienced them before. Correct. But were they like the same pain level or were they just like different? Like these hurt more. They were more. different.
1: It was not it was a lot of discomfort. It wasn't more – it wasn't pain. It was just discomfort in all the wrong places. Like I just – i couldn't get comfortable i had to move around i had to let, turn around everywhere like i just it was so uncomfortable
0: mm-hmm. so he was born october he was born he was born on october 30th wow okay mm-hmm. and so how how cause so that's premature obviously it's yes. over november december january three months at least yes like how many weeks were you when you delivered? i believe
1: i was 27 weeks 27 28 weeks
0: and did they have to do like a C-section on you or what?
1: No, since he was little, um, what they did was when they, they admitted me saying, hey, the baby's coming, you have to wait um, 48 hours. So they ha- my water hadn't, hadn't ripped or punctured or anything, so I had the baby was still fine to be w- inside. Okay. So they were just monitoring me and they told me they were going to give me two injections, one in each thigh, and that was to help the, b- the baby's lungs develop faster hmm. since they knew he was coming. Yeah. So they gave it to me, and that was that was painful. So they did that, and then another twenty-four hours passed, and they gave me the injection in the other thigh. So then they went and checked me, and they're like, "Mommy, the, the baby's coming. Like the baby's coming, and he's coming now. Maybe, w- maybe it was like f- a few hours after they've given me the second injection. So they asked me like, "Do you want to feel his head is here?" And I said, "Oh my what? god, like he's coming right now." Yeah. So I, I, you know. T- I reached out and t- I felt his little head his hair was just ready to come out so they're like okay you know we're gonna get ready to push and I was like okay so they asked me to grab onto the bars and sit up so they could get a better um, a better view of the baby and when I did that they're like oh he's here
0: wow and he slipped right out so that little <laughs> effort that you did to mm-hmm. sit up just it popped him out. out wow Yes. did he cry at all
1: I don't think he cried Uh -uh. Mm -hmm. I don't think he cried until they they cleaned him up a little bit. They put him on the bed to weigh him. And then they they showed him I I was able to see him like they put him on my chest and they're like, "Okay, mommy, give him a kiss. He has to go to the to the NICU. How tiny was he? He was two pounds, 10 ounces. Wow. He was very, very tiny. And so he was in
0: the NICU and how long. So I know with your first with your C-section, you stayed there three days Three days, two nights. Did they let you stay at the hospital longer at this time?
1: I think I stayed about the same. Okay. Because uh, with a natural birth, you get it. They sent you home the next day, I believe. Since it was my second pregnancy, I had already, they considered experience. Okay. So they were, I think I was supposed to get discharged the next day. But since he was still there, they let me stay a few days.
0: I remember um, when my daughters were in the NICU. The nurses were really kind to me, especially because like I would be there like so many hours Mm -hmm. that I kind of took a little bit of a load off of them because I was able to take care of two babies instead of like I took two babies off of their hands and they had like 10 other ones that they had to take care of. And I would be there for like 10 hours more if they let me. Was that you? Like, did you stay there all the time? I couldn't because I had a baby. Oh, yes. (laughs) I still
1: (laughs) had Devin. So I still had to go home. I still had to play with him, feed him, take care of him, you know, try to raise him at the same time as I'm trying to take care of Nathaniel. So since he was so tiny, I wasn't able to directly breastfeed him. So they told me, you have to pump. Yeah. So I was home pumping. I was at the hospital pumping. Every morning I would go. So I would pump and pump and pump. Yeah. And he was getting all the good stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I was not able to be with him the amount of hours that I wanted to.
0: Wow. Okay. Well. And so, what did what did Dad think whenever like you delivered this baby? Like, was he there when you delivered him? He was
1: there. My mom was there, and my dad and my brothers were outside. Okay. So yes, he was there. Um, he he was just as scared as I am, but he had to be strong, just because he knew that I was going through all of this. Like, you he know.
0: was like, I'm going to let her feel it out, but mm-hmm. I got to like, keep a straight yes. face.
1: So he, he was uh, the strong person at that time. Yes.
0: So you had him at 27 weeks, you said? I believe so, yeah. Did you have, like, a baby shower for him? Did you did you even no. get to celebrate this pregnancy? No. no. Wow.
1: I didn't have a baby shower because we were in the process of redecorating the nursery since Devin and him were going to share rooms. So we did paint, and I think we moved, what well, we did, we moved hit the his nathaniel's bed to one side and then devin ended up getting a toddler bed wow so we did have that so you had to set up like the crib and the wow Mm -hmm.
0: okay and so so he's keeping a straight face and how many like if you could guess how many hours would you were you able to spend with him on a day
1: well i would go two times two to th- two three times so the morning I would go right as soon as I would wake up and Devin was still asleep so it was early so I would probably be at the hospital about seven and then go home about 10 or 11 and then feed Devin spend time with him and then go back again in the afternoon and then come home for uh, for a little bit I was in the afternoon was short visits just to drop off milk and then I would come home and then dad and me would go at night okay mm-hmm
0: what time did they close the NICU there? I don't think they closed it. I think wow. we were free to go whenever we wanted. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. I love that. Mine closed at 10. But, yeah. But, okay, so you were, how long was he in the NICU for? He was there for 16 days. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that was your routine all the time? just yes.
1: Morning, afternoon? There were some days that w- I wasn't able to make all three ter- treats. Three trips sometimes it was just two and i think one or two days was just one because okay. i think Devin had gone sick at that time so i yeah. had to be there and since it was during the flu season october um i had to literally wash down like i had to wash my hands all the way to my elbows yeah wear clean clothes yeah. so they told me if he's sick you have to stay home or you come but
0: you know after you shower after you're completely clean wow so yeah because you're not only putting nathaniel at risk you're putting all those other babies exactly. in there at risk exactly and did he grow like did you see was he gaining weight
1: he was he was gaining great gaining weight he was eating good um the doctors had told us that if he kept on doing good as he was that we might have him home by christmas okay. so they kind of gave us they shined some light at the end of the tunnel for us
0: mm-hmm and so, how was it like? Because you know, you said he was there sixteen days. How was it like? Maybe like f- day fourteen. Um, it was it was hard. Like towards
1: the end, it was the day before. So he passed away on November sixteenth. November sixteen, I believe. It's it's really hard. Like I, it, the dates are, it's hard. I'm not good with dates, first of all. So that that's hard. So November 16th, I believe, he passed away, and the 15th they called us i was at home making dinner and the doctor called me and said hey um are you guys planning on coming over i said yeah my husband he's getting off a little bit late from work so we'll be there as soon as we can he was like okay the sooner the better was was it normal
0: for the doctor to call you no
1: okay no the nurses would usually be the ones that called and they would just be like hey mom he's doing good he just got fed you know Oh, okay. little stuff like that little updates so the doctor was the one that called me this time okay so um dad got home and i was like hey we have to go to the hospital they called me and they said that they need to talk to us asap so let's go so we did we headed to the hospital and as soon as we got there we went we had to scrub down everything put our gowns on and then we walked in and i remember from afar seeing him and i was like did they move him And he was just like, no, like he, his station is where it's at, where he has to be like, they won't move him without consulting us first. So I said, that's not our baby. He was like, what do you mean? I said, look, and he was like, oh shit, like that's not our baby, which he was, but he had, he had changed color. He was tied up. He was plugged up to so many machines. His stomach was so swollen. Like he wasn't our baby. Like that's not how I remember leaving Nathaniel that day. So the doctor told me they, t- they, they put us in a room and they told us that he had caught an infection and it had spread to his digestive system. <sighs> so um, he showed us the x-ray. He said that they were going to monitor him. They completely took him off off milk. They were just giving him um, liquids. I, th- I can't remember the exact liquid that they told me they were giving him, but no milk at all. And then they were keeping a very close eye on him. So every hour I believe they were running x-rays to see if if it was getting better or if it was getting worse. So that was maybe, we got there around maybe 6, 7 p.m. So we stayed there pretty much the whole rest of the night. And then they told us, you know, it's not looking too good. We're still gonna continue to run x-rays but you guys need to stay put. So we stayed there, I called my parents and I said, hey, we we need you guys here. So they got there and they're like, what happened? I told them and, you know, my mom's like, everything's going to be fine. Everything's going to be OK. So then they called us around maybe midnight and they told us that things weren't looking good, that the infection had spread and that they needed to rush a, a doctor, a special a specialist from another hospital to to perform a surgery on Nathaniel to save him. Wow. So they explained the chances of him surviving and the chances of him if he did survive you know the complications that would come along with it the 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 lifestyle that we would have to live to make sure that he was okay
0: how were you feeling like were you just i would imagine because i like i said you said it earlier like you're you cry a lot or like your first reaction is to cry Mm -hmm. were you just like i think i would be like an emotional wreck the entire time. Every news I'm that I would hear,
1: <laughs> I think I was more numb than anything. Like okay. It wasn't registering. Okay. It was, I was like, okay, you know, you guys have told me that I was that one in a million that couldn't get pregnant. I was the one in a million that this and that, you know, so I was like, we will be that one in a million that he's going to make it fine. He's going to be okay. You know, like he's my lucky baby. He's going to be fine. Like I took all the hard part. He has it easy. You know, like it. it's just a little road on the uh, bumpy road. He's going to be fine.
0: Okay. So that w- that's how I took it. Okay. And so they said... Things aren't looking good. Mm-hmm. His infection spread. Yes, did it register then or no?
1: No, because I knew that the doctor was coming. I knew that they were gonna fly a doctor, a specialist, and they were gonna do surgery, and he was gonna be okay. Like that was my. So you thing. were just optimistic mm-hmm. at every every curveball that yes. there. When op- it came to op- him, yes, yeah. Yes. So then um, they asked us if we wanted to baptize them. So we said yes. So while the nurses were setting up the OR and the doctor was on his way from Medical City, um, we baptized them. So we How? were there. They called a priest to have a little a chapel in, in church. So they called the priest and, you know, he, he did the ceremony with my parents there and sp- bilingual. And it was a quick 10 minute thing. Wow.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. How were your parents? Like, was anybody emotional? Was everybody just like following your vibe? Like, how was it? My mom was emotional. Okay. She was an emotional, but my dad told her that she
1: had to get it together because I wasn't crying. Okay. I wasn't breaking down. So she had to be strong for us. Okay. Mm-hmm. And did they,
0: did he get the surgery?
1: He did. Um, they told, they put us in a room and I remember one of your mom, one of your other moms, saying that she had a phone. And I think oh, that's yeah. what happened. Like there's parts of it that I don't quite remember. So I want that sounds very familiar. So I think they gave us a phone and they I don't remember if they text us or called us and said, hey, we're starting the surgery. So um, the doctor told us that it was going to be about a one hour surgery. So I was like, okay, so we're good. So they took us to our room, our waiting room. They had beds, they had a TV, you know, it was kind of like a little hotel room. And they told me, mom, get some rest. It's been a long day. You've been here since, you know, 5, 6 p.m. And you'll you'll be fine. Everything's going to be fine. We'll keep you updated. Just get some rest. Of course, I couldn't sleep. So I was just tossing and turning. I was talking to my mom. I was like, mom, what are we going to do? And my dad's like, It's you're going to be fine. You're going to be fine. So while we were waiting there, one of the nurses came in with a folder and said, hey, this is some information for you to read over when you have a minute. And I said, "Okay, thank you. I opened it and it was it was a whole bunch of flyers saying, what happens if my baby dies? What do I do now? You know, or my baby survived, but he's he's not able to eat or he's not able to interact with the other kids when he gets older. You know, just different situations and different avenues of assistance. So we were there, and I think it was like 15, 20 minutes later that the nurse calls and says the doctor's on his way. So Mm -hmm. we we were getting ready. You know, I I don't know what we did to get ready. I think we were just mentally preparing ourselves and just getting ourselves together. And the doctor comes in, and he was like, all right, guys, follow me. And I looked over, and I I looked at his dad, and I was like, he didn't make it. And he was like, "What do you mean?" I said, "He didn't make it." He was like, "Why are you saying that?" I said, "The doctor said it was a one-hour surgery. We've been in here for fifteen, twenty minutes. Like, he didn't make it." So then they took us to a room, and he was like, "This is his, this is his stomach. This is what we had to do, and this is what happened." And then he re- looks over and he puts his his hand on my dad's knee, and he was like, "I'm sorry, but he didn't make it." And my mom. Does She understands English, but at that moment, I think she wasn't understanding what the doctor was saying, so my dad told her in Spanish, and my mom just started crying, and I Uh hugged my mom. Instead of me crying, instead of her hugging me, like, I hugged her, and I told her, I said, it's fine, everything's going to be fine, we got it, and she was like, are you not understanding what's going on? So the nurse came in, and she was like, you know, I'll give you guys a minute so you guys could talk it over and be okay while we bring him into the other room a private room where you could say your final goodbyes so then they asked me if i wanted to call anybody else and i mean at that point Devin wasn't even allowed to right. be, to be in he? the he he was with his grandparents okay so we called his mom and his dad and we're like hey this is what's going on you know like it's, he didn't make it like do you guys want to come and he was like we can't who are we going to leave devon with you know and he, so they're like, you know, w- we'll pray for him. And I'm very sorry. You know, they couldn't stress enough how sorry they were. But they, they had an obligation to help us. And I was to stay with Devin. So then we went to the room and we all held him. And we hugged him and kissed him. And then the nurse was like, you know, let's pick out an outfit. And I said, an wow. outfit for what? And they're like, for his pictures. Like, we have to take pictures of him once he passes. Um, and he's still fresh. And, t- you know, so his skin color won't be too too uh big of a notice too big of a change so they we picked the outfits and then they asked us you know do you want to hold him while he passes and i, I couldn't do it like really?
0: i i couldn't what now is th- it what is it like because like you deliver Devin, you hold him you see him and he's pink and red what is it like to see that and
1: to see nathaniel the way he was it was it was hard like it was really hard because you see the baby going through pain you see all these ivs plugged into him you see wires just everywhere like everywhere you need to move him he comes with a big stack of wires yeah. and that was very very hard like his skin tone wasn't the same he was he was like swollen and bruised and he, his stomach was so so swollen like full of air because that's what it was it was full of air so it, it was very very hard
0: and you didn't want to hold him. You're like, I hey. held
1: him, but I couldn't hold him. Once we finally said it's time to disconnect him,
0: so he was like still he barely was still plugged up. Mm-hmm. okay. He was still alive, the pr- yeah, through when the you machines. Were saying, yes, okay.
1: So then they told me he's very sedated. You know, he's not feeling any pain. He's he's only plugged up to the machines because we want to give you guys the time to uh. to say your goodbyes. So um, we all did. We all spent time with him individually and then as as parents and grandparents. And then we decided to unplug him. And the nurse was like, do you guys want to hold him? And we could. I couldn't. I just could not come to terms to holding my child and letting him die in my arms and me not be able to do anything. I just couldn't. So the nurse held him and he passed away about five, five in the morning. And the only reason I remember is because later on, my in-laws told me that Devin woke up at five in the morning crying like he'd never, ever cried before. Like they told me we had to run to his room because we were scared that he had fallen out of the bed. We didn't know what was going on. Because he was,
0: you said he was sleeping through the night. Mm -hmm,
1: Exactly. So he was in his own room sleeping and they're like, we didn't know what was going on. We picked him up. He didn't want a bottle. He didn't want anything. He was just crying and crying and crying. And then, you know, after a few minutes, he he was able to calm himself down and go back to sleep. Hmm. So that's to me, that was the sign. Like he knew his brother was no longer with us.
0: Wow. Mm-hmm. And so he picked his outfit. He took the pictures. Mm-hmm. Do you have those? I d-
1: I have some. I don't have all the pictures. Um, after what happened with Nathaniel, you know, our relationship wasn't as good as it was so we had a few complications so i think those pictures got lost okay. in between that mm-hmm. okay
0: so you pick his clothes everything like that did he have like a ceremony and anything
1: they he he didn't well um, okay he did so what happened was after all that we signed they told us to go home so to me i cried and i was okay but i walked out of the hospital thinking like i'll be back tomorrow Like Hmm. it was uh, it was normal for me to walk out empty handed, you know, with my partner next to me or my parents, because that's what I had been doing for the past two weeks. So I was okay. So we went home, got some rest, and then we went to the funeral home that day. And while we were there, they were like, do you want to pick a casket? You know, what do you guys have in mind? And walking through there and picking a casket for your child was very, very hard. So once we told them that we didn't want a ceremony because we didn't want anybody to see him in the condition that he was, we decided to pick an urn. Okay. So we picked a basic urn because we were going to buy one of our choice. So we did that. And then with the paperwork, we were trying to sign it. And they told me, okay, well, you know, sign here, make sure everything's right. And this is going to be the, the paperwork that gives us the right to go pick up the, the body from the hospital. So when they told me that like i lost it like i was crying i couldn't keep myself That's together when it finally kicked in. yes that did it seeing the that, that was going to be the death certificate you know a proof of death so i lost it and my dad was like he told my partner he was like take her home get her home and get her to sleep you know like she needs to go home so my dad my parents finished all the legal process process in that and yeah so i went home i slept they i remember taking medicine taking some pain medication to numb me and a few of those days are completely blacked out. I don't remember. I don't remember how I was able to be a wife, how I if I even showered, if I even woke up, if I got out of bed. I don't I don't know what happened with my son. Like I don't there's so many days that I don't remember what happened.
0: One thing that you told me before we recorded was that someone came to visit Nathaniel like after everything. Like they thought he was born. They thought he was home.
1: Yes. So this was after we already had his, his remainings, you know, we had, um, uh, oh, and go back to the ceremony. We had a private little mass at a church Okay. for only immediate family to just, come, just say our farewell. So that was it. Nothing big. No, no, out, you know, extended family was invited. Nothing. It was just that. And then after that we had dinner and everybody went about their business. Like that was it. So, yeah, so we had a family member come over, and I was walking out going to my parents' house, and they said, "Oh, well, we're here to see the baby and my My partner's mom was there, and she was like, "Oh, did you guys not hear the baby didn't make it?" And they're like, "What? no, we didn't hear it. nobody told us and then she made a comment and said, "Well, it was lady's fault. she didn't take care of herself, <sighs> oh <my> God, <laughs> so that right there like just did it like that that really 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 bothered me, so I was crying like I was crying the whole ride to my mom's house,
0: and so you're 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 still a mom to mm-hmm. to devin you're going through a grief like do you remember what you were like while you were grieving your son while being a mom i don't you don't i don't wow.
1: like i i I don't remember that I don't remember feeling anything for you know it was it was a a quite a period that i don't remember i don't remember feeling anything like nothing
0: nothing and so what was his dad like because he he saw you go through all that too and he was there with you what was he like did he say anything to you like
1: he tried to comfort me he was there he said he would tell me you know it's not your fault you didn't do anything to to hurt him you did everything you could to take care of him we were here but he would also tell me you have to keep in mind that you were you are a mom like you still have Devin you have to be okay you have to you know get out of this funk like that's how he saw it like it wasn't it was it happened and move on kind of thing
0: okay okay
1: and for me, I was like, no, like I carry this child inside of me. I felt this baby move like I delivered him, you know, like he came out of me and you're just going to be like, OK, you know, he didn't make it. I'm sorry. Next. You know, like I, wow. I just couldn't. I couldn't. Yeah.
0: And you like you breastfed him and mm-hmm. you still had to.
1: Exactly. Because yeah. I still had my milk coming in. Yeah. <gasps> so I had to yeah. shower and let my milk just run out, you know, like run its course.
0: Wow. I didn't even think about that. Mm hmm. You so, so your body is still is still a new mom again. Exactly, but there's wow. But there's no baby. So what did you? And then you had his crib and your and Devin's stay bed or his toddler bed.
1: Devin didn't go back to his bed. From what I remember, he didn't go back to his room. He started sleeping with us. Like we weren't al- nobody was allowed in that room.
0: Wow. Okay. So you were just okay. like close the door on yeah. that. We don't even want to see it. Exactly. When did when did you finally? Did you ever take that crib down? We like did.
1: I told his dad. I said, that
0: shit needs to go.
1: Like, I, I can't. I just can't go into that room and play with Devin and see that that play pin, that uh, The crib, I'm sorry. Yeah. So, he, they took it out one day while I was away.
0: Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, you couldn't even face it. You were no. just like, I can't even. No. It was
1: hard. Like, it was really yeah. hard having to come to terms that I didn't have my baby home with me, you know? And I think what made it a bit easier was the fact that I didn't have baby clothes. Okay. I didn't have bottles. I didn't I wasn't prepared for him. Okay. So there was nothing more for me to throw away. Anything that was there belonged to Devin and only Devin.
0: OK. And so you said Devin would like touch your belly and he knew he had a baby on the way. He was really young mm-hmm. for you to even I don't it was he was he probably wasn't even vocal um, when because he probably he wasn't even one, right? He he was one. Oh, yeah, he was one. one, yeah. one yeah, he would have been months. one uh-huh. in ten months part. Yeah, um, eleven months part. Right. Yeah. <coughs> D- did you have like a difficult time, like being like, I don't know, like, ex- I guess not explaining, but like trying to make him help him understand that baby didn't come home.
1: Well, he knew baby wasn't coming home just because. He never came home. Yeah. So that to him wasn't. He just hard. had to assume. He was yeah. just like, OK, well, mom and dad are here now. You know, Yeah. they're not they're not leaving as much as they were, you know, and mom's upset. Mom's crying like he noticed that because if I would cry, he would come lay down with me. He would wipe my tears and just oh. give me kisses. So that was hard. So what we did do was we went and printed pictures of him and we put him in a room. We printed a picture of him on a shirt that Devin wore that December to one of the hospital's event. So what they asked us to do is to take an ornament and hang it up in the tree just to help us cope and deal with everything. So he, he was the one that hung the ornament in the tree. So he knew that we were doing it for Nathaniel. He knew the name Nathaniel.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. But he he uh, didn't comprehend yeah, yeah. what was going on, but he knew of him. And so you say, so Devin's 10 now. Mm-hmm. You say, you say he knows everything about his brother. He mm-hmm. knows everything that's happened. How old was Devin when you finally had that conversation with him? I don't think it was a certain age. I
1: just think that his brother's name was has never been removed from our family. Okay. Like, has never been once said, oh, we're not allowed to talk about it. Like, oh, okay. his name comes up every other day. Really? Yes. Up to Like now, how? We, like, we could be watching a movie and he, you know, like a, a, a scenario, like it could be two boys and, you know, playing in the, in the, in the living room or doing somewhere. And he'd be like, that could have been me and my brother wow so he knows and he was like oh mom how cool would that been if you know me and nathaniel were both here or or when we were playing baseball you know so we bring him up all the time and there's times where it's hard for me if on a regular day like i might come home and i'll tell my husband and i was like hey i miss my baby and he was like i know you do and he'll just hug me Wow. Mm -hmm.
0: so you say that you're on your second marriage that's how you Mm -hmm. i'm only repeating what you said okay i'm not (laughs) trying to sound shady um But you had a miracle baby or a rainbow baby. I did.
1: So after Nathaniel, things weren't good. We were dealing with it differently. It was, it didn't work out. So it was best to, for us to go our separate way. It was healthier for us and for Devin. Okay. So we decided to go our own ways and still co-parent Devin. So Devin, I have primary custody of Devin and then his dad has weekends and extended visitation. Okay. But he's still, he's still involved. But yes. Um I met Tony. We met through softball and a few years later we got married.
0: Yeah. Mhm. And can you explain to me what a rainbow baby is? Cuz I didn't know until you told me our, our conversation a few <laughs> days ago.
1: So, a rainbow baby is a baby that's born after the loss of a child, okay. either miscarriage or stillbirth or any t- any type of of death of a baby.
0: And it doesn't matter if it's like cuz how many years has it been?
1: It had been nine years. Wow. Yes. So it doesn't
0: matter how many years it's been. like no, Just the baby it's just that's after, born after. Yeah.
1: Because mm-hmm. after the storm comes the rainbow.
0: Yeah. hmm And so you had a rainbow baby. I did. What was it like? So after that pregnancy, you had complications. You had to be on bed rest. You couldn't work. When you finally get pregnant again, were you trying to get pregnant? Like... Was this on your terms this time or like was she a surprise (laughs) as well? No,
1: it was on our terms. Like we we dated, we got to know each other. We got to talk and know exactly what we wanted. And we planned it like we wanted a baby. So we tried for two years. Like it got to a point where every weekend we were at the pharmacy buying pregnancy tests. I was trying to do everything. we were taking all types of medication, doing this, Googling that, you know, trying not to stress just to have a baby because we wanted a baby.
0: Okay. So yes, we tried for two years. That's good. Like I, I love, I hope that, I mean, I, I hope and I pray that I'm responsible enough that <laughs> my next pregnancy is planned and on my terms, it must be like a very different scenario after going through two surprise babies to like plan and be eager to have a baby. Cause the first two, you were scared. Mm-hmm. You So not something that you necessarily wanted or expected but it happened
1: well don't get me wrong i was scared like i was scared
0: okay. knowing that
1: i would i was trying to get pregnant it's like okay i went through all that why am i trying to do it again okay but the love that me and him have is so big it's it's, it's great that we knew that we would be good at it together okay like, i knew that he would be there and and be okay with anything that happened so that's okay. why i decided that it would be me. It was okay. It's like a good rush. It risk was on my take. terms too. You know, like yeah. he told me, whenever you're ready, I'm not rushing you because when we met, there, there was no plan for baby. There was no okay. plan for marriage. There was no plan for dating. We were just friends. So everything just happened with time.
0: Okay. And so you get pregnant finally mm-hmm. after two years of trying. What was it like to have, like, to finally have that positive test? It was scary. Yeah. <laughs>
1: it was, I was so happy, but it was scary. And the way I found out was not the normal expected way that I thought or wanted. Okay. <laughs> so we had just gotten married. We, we stopped trying to get pregnant and we decided to focus on our, our wedding. So we went to, we, we got married here. We got married in Cancun. So we did all the good party stuff. And then um, one day I was having really, really bad abdominal pain. And I went to the doctor and the doctor was like, "Okay, first thing first, are you pregnant? I said, nope, I'm not pregnant just because I hadn't been on birth control for two, three years. So I was like, no, there's no way I'm pregnant. So they did a pregnancy test. They did blood tests and they're like, nope, you're not pregnant. So I was like, "Okay." so they did more tests and they're like, nope, everything looks normal. It might be something with your with your uterus. So we're gonna have to go. We're gonna have to send you to a specialist to get an ultrasound. So I said, okay, schedule the appointment. When got the ultrasound and everything, and I went home that day. I picked up Devin from school and we were home, just relaxing. When I got a call around four, and it was a nurse practitioner calling me from from an office and said, Ms. Diaz, like I can't find your information anywhere. How did you get referral, to, you know, to even go and get this procedure done? I said, well, Doctor So and So sent me, and she said, oh, okay, now I see. And she's like, well, I have some good news and some bad news. So I'm at this point, I was like, shit, what is she gonna tell me? <laughs> so she tells me, she was like, you have a cyst in your ovaries, so you have to go to the doctor and get that taken look at, t- you know, getting taken care of. But I do see a little sack. So when she told me a sack i already knew like holy shit there's a baby and she was like yeah congratulations you're pregnant i can't tell exactly how far along you are but you're pregnant so my suggestion is to start taking prenatal vitamins and call your doctor okay so i was crying hysterically like i was (laughs) crying and crying i was like thank you so much for telling me this like you don't you have no idea how happy i am Devin was in the living room and he ran and he was like are you dying do you have cancer? <laughs> because he knew that I was in and out of the doctor. Mm. He knew that I was taking pain medication. It's
0: over cysts are painful. as yes. shit. I had
1: one when <laughs> I was pregnant with them. So it was it was bad. So he knew what was going on because I was missing work. I was it was bad. Mm-hmm. So when they told me that, I was crying and crying. And he was like, "Mom, you know, like he, I hadn't even told him, and he was already crying because <laughs> he was worried for me. Oh. so I finally told him, and he was crying. He was like, "We're having a baby!" Like, "Oh my god!" And he was like rubbing on my stomach. And oh. he was like, "How are you gonna tell Tony? What are you gonna tell Tony? How when are you gonna tell him?"
0: Huh? How old was Devin?
1: Devin was nine. It was eight, 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 eight years old. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. So he was like, "Can I tell him?" I said, "No, <laughs> you can't tell him." I said. He was like, "Well, how are we gonna tell him?" So we we sat on it for a while. A while meaning an hour because <laughs> he had to come home at five. And that was something huge. I couldn't keep that inside. Like yeah. I, I had to tell him. So I told Devin, I said, write on the paper. I mean, I don't know. We'll figure it out. So what we decided to do was like, hey, let's go get pizza. So he was like, OK. So we, we drove to Little Caesars. And on the way back, he was like, I'm going to stop by the gas station and get a lottery ticket. So I said, OK. So Devin had wrote on the little paper saying, you're a dad. But he was so nervous that he forgot to put "You're going to be a dad," so he put the, the paper in the dashboard. And Tony gets in, and Devin's in the backseat recording. And De- Tony looks at it, and he was like, "Oh, thanks, kid. Yeah, I am your dad." And he Aww. was like, "No, like you're gu- you're you're a dad." And he was like, "I know, I'm your dad. Like, what's the, <laughs> what are you trying to get to?" And he was like, "Don't you get it? My mom's pregnant." And he looks at me. He was like. Are you serious? <laughs> and he was just laughing. Like it got to the point. Where I'm like, why the hell are you laughing? Like yeah. I'm pregnant. He was like, you're kidding. I was like, no, I'm, I'm pregnant. So I told him the news, and he was he was thrilled. Like he was so so happy.
0: That's yeah. awesome. And like, isn't it just I? Ho- isn't it just like the best feeling to like get pregnant on your own terms and like be like ecstatic? Like like oh my god, yes! Like I'm yes. pregnant.
1: It yeah. is, but it's also scary because right. now I'm mature. I've yeah. grown. I'm grown. Uh, little things scare me. Like, what if I do this wrong? What if I'm not taking the right amount of vitamins? Or what if I'm not eating the right amount of food? You know, I can't be eating dairy, dairy meat, you know, and I can't be doing this. And back when I was young, I'm like, I'm going to eat whatever the hell I want. Like, yeah, I'm like, going to eat chips. Yeah. I'm going to eat this. I'm Ignorance eat is bliss. Yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> so now I was paranoid. Like, I was... I was
0: being extra, completely yeah. extra. <laughs> yes. And so you're pregnant. Mm-hmm. How far along did you find out the gender? And like, what was that like? Cause
1: okay, so the gender we waited until I was 20 weeks. Okay. Just because Tony knew how hard it was on me to actually to actually come to terms with me being pregnant. Like okay. I was happy, but I still cried. And he was like, why are you crying? Are you not happy? I said, I am, but I'm scared. I'm scared that I'm going to lose this baby. I'm scared that something's going to happen. So early on, the doctor was like, you're a high-risk pregnancy. Like, you cannot stress. You cannot do this. You cannot do that. And you got to take this medication. So I was on medication maybe the first month. So I was on medication for two two months. And they're like, you have to be very, very careful. What kind of medication? I don't remember the exact name. Okay. But it was... It was to calm me down. It was okay. to help my my nerves. Okay. So they told me that I had to take it and don't don't forget it, don't skip a day or anything because it was very very important for me to be at ease and make this baby full term. So then um yeah so that happened. I was on medication, and then we waited till I was five months um, twenty weeks. I'm sorry, twenty weeks. Yeah. So I was twenty weeks pregnant and we found out the gender. We took. They wrote it on the, on the ultrasound, and then we took it to one of my really good friends and my sister-in-law. I said, you two are the only ones that know. Organize this gender reveal and do it, like, tomorrow. <laughs> and they're like, you got no. a day. <laughs> and they're like, no, 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 it's too soon. So we waited a week. And they organized everything. And my husband's like, I want something. To, I want I want something. Like, either give me the baby shower theme or give me the gender reveal. I said, no, you're getting the gender reveal. You're not doing my baby shower. <laughs> so he was like, okay. So he told him he, he's a big Star Wars fan. Huge Star Wars fan. Cool. <laughs> so he was like, if it's a boy, I want the Lifesaver Blue. If it's a girl, I want it red for, you know, closest to pink. <laughs> so these crazy women went and bought it. So we got together at one of my sister in law's house and we turned it on and it was pink. Oh, so everybody was like, It's a girl, it's a girl, you know. And yeah, so it, it was a girl.
0: Wow, I would love to see those pictures. <laughs> yes, like technically, red is like the dark side, right? Yes, <laughs> <laughs> do you think you want more?
1: Ah, that's a tough question because I tell everybody no. Because I just see how much responsibility it is, and right. how how me being an a, a actual adult now, <laughs> yeah. you know how how paranoid I am, and how I want control of everything, and how I'm not I'm not very open with allowing people to help me. Okay. So I want to do everything myself. So that's hard. So with with one child, and even though Nathaniel's not here, I still do things to remember him. So I still you know do other things that keep me occupied in his in his name. Okay. So, I still do things for him. And then Layla, which is a handful now. She's n- she's about to be 10 months, so 9 9 months, I'm sorry. Oh, you
0: just had her yes. then. Oh my god, what am <laughs> I asking this question for? Yeah, but I mean, maybe
1: down the road, maybe Okay. But for now, it's a it's a good no.
0: It's <laughs> a solid it's no. A no. <laughs> and yeah. so how is Devin? Cuz I know he's still listening. <laughs> how is Devin as an older brother?
1: Devin is awesome like since day one he's been there you know whenever the doctor told me I couldn't stress he was like mom do you need a pillow mom do you want some water mom do you want this do you need me to help you get out from the couch I said no I'm good do you need me to pluff your pillow and I was like I'm okay baby you know so he's always been there like always if I need anything he will run and do it like wow that's awesome he's been there for doctor's appointments he he was there for um for everything everything like we planned the gender reveal around his schedule with us we planned the baby showers around his schedule so he was there for all of them so you keep him very involved yes
0: he's a very important person in your life and he has to be there for all of it of course and that's why he feels obligated to help you so much Mm -hmm. and I love that he does that and that to me that speaks a lot about you like not just about Devin that he's a good boy and that he's a good brother and he's well-mannered but it speaks a lot about you and about because everything he is is everything, I I know he has a dad and 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 Tony and everyone else in his life, but I want to I want to give you most of the props, girl. <laughs> I'll take them. I'll take, take it. it. All. Yes, because you instill his his morals and everything like that, and for him to look out for you, it it speaks a lot about like how you treat him. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And so I love to hear that. I love to hear that he was like, can I fluff your pillow? Is <laughs> yeah. she okay? You know, like that makes me so happy. And I don't know, I'm, I'm happy. So before you said that you do a lot of things in Nathaniel's name. Correct. What is, what are some of the things that
1: you do? So whenever he passed away, I started attending a nonprofit organization. It's called Mand, Mommy's Enduring Neonatal Death. Okay. So in their station at an Irving. So I started attending those monthly Um, meetings getting to know their moms who had lost a baby either to stillborn miscarriage sits anything like that so we all came together for one purpose and that was for our babies so i got to meet a lot of people um and every year they do two big events so in october it's um the month to remember babies and then in in december they do a candlelight ceremony for the holidays so i attended both and i absolutely loved everything they had to offer okay like loved it so the following year I decided to the following year was my first walk because Nathaniel had just passed away in November so I had missed that walk so the following year I attended the walk and I absolutely loved it the year after I volunteered so since then I had been a very active volunteer with that like Uh I had gone every October we set up we have meetings prior to that and then the day before the walk we set up and um Make sure everything's okay. The day of the walk, we show up super early and do everything. So that's that's my one way of remembering him. That's the one way of celebrating his birthday.
0: Wow, yeah. Mm-hmm. Does does his dad help you with that? Does he do something like that? I don't um.
1: Know. His dad, when we were together, he did help. He was a volunteer with me. And then when we split up, he still attended the walks. And it happened to be to where Devin... It's always the first week of October, so Devin's always with him. So through the court law, he had to take Devin or he had to let me take him. Like it's we this is something that we actually fought in court that oh, I okay. made it a point that he had to be there. Devin okay. has to be there. So um, he started he attended maybe two walks. After I was already with Tony, because the first year that me and Tony worked together, he helped me. He was a volunteer. He went and he knew how important that was. So he took the time out of his day to go and help and be there for okay. me. So um, he did attend two walks. And then after that, his dad said that it was something that he didn't feel comfortable attending anymore with my new partner and I, he was just gonna go ahead and remove himself from that situation. Okay. So now it's just Devin, my
0: parents, and my husband. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wow, well, I didn't know. I know that there's support groups for everything. I know that October is like infancy loss or something mm-hmm. like that. But with um, communities like that, it, it's a little tough. Like you, you run into every every kind of scenario story. But it's also very helpful because you can talk to someone who understands you. Exactly. Yes. Um, one thing that we talked about and was kind of funny uh, was uh we both go to therapy.
1: Yes. Big therapy lovers. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> but like the funny part about it is we go to the same therapist. Yes. <laughs> without even knowing it who would have thought yeah (laughs) who would have thought that's so funny because i was like oh do you know where this place is at and you're like yes is it this floor and i was like yes is (laughs) it at the end of the hall yeah (laughs) so we go to the same therapist yes how long have you been going to therapy for um off and on
1: since nathaniel passed away okay wow so i've been doing it for quite a few
0: years for for yeah way longer than me Mm -hmm. for sure um i love i love therapy Um, I love, I love it for, for me. Like, it's like, everyone is like, I gotta go get my nails done. I gotta go pamper myself. For me, therapy is my pamper session. And it's, it's just, it's it's a way for me to get a load off Mm -hmm. of my shoulders. Even if that week nothing happened, or even if there's really nothing on my mind, it's part of my routine at this point to restart my whole week or life around (laughs) that day like after every session it's just like i have to like unwind and it's it's my time to do that for myself and i love that and that's why i want to make it a big point on my podcast about therapy because i don't want there to be like you don't have to be mentally ill or like have like a condition or anything like that to go to therapy you could literally be sane or whatever, and go and just be able to talk to somebody. Yep, and I want to make it normal, like, I want to normalize it. Like it is uh, to, to me, go.
1: it's very normal. Like, yeah, I find comfort in it. My son goes to therapy, my husband has been to therapy, you know, and we love it. Like, of course, my husband doesn't go anymore, you know, but he's I, gone, he's, he's gone. Yes, he's it, yeah. w- we made it to a point to where I explained to him the importance for me. To him attend, you know? Yeah. And, like, Devin will tell me, hey, mom, we're up to our one year, you know, I have to go visit my counselor. So I said, okay, I'll schedule the appointment. So we go, and sometimes we just go for two sessions a year. But the fact that he wants it, he feels comfortable enough to going to go to this lady and say, hey, this is what's going on this year, and help me. You know, like, or just hear me out and just tell me how good of a kid I am, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So And
0: you don't have to go often... I go once a week, but maybe I'm just extra. <laughs> like that might be extra, but on I used to go just twice a month. Um, but that was for financial reasons. Like I couldn't afford to go as often as I wanted. But I seriously, seriously, seriously recommend it to everyone to at least try it. Because it's very helpful it is. to be able to talk about what you're feeling and feel validated, even if it's even if you're angry for some petty reason, your feelings are valid. Like, you know, like everything that you feel, everything that you go through is valid. And to be able to go to get seek professional help is not something that you should frown upon It's something that you should be like oh that's awesome that you went exactly and looked for that help and got Mm -hmm. it and i just really recommend it but it was so funny to me whenever we i found (laughs) that out i was like how how awesome like yes to even close a circle even more with you because our experiences like are almost parallel a little bit um in some areas but that one that was like another big part Uh and like it's it's live you know yes yeah, like I'm glad and I'm glad that you see it as like normal, you know, and I that's, that's really what I want. Like, I want that. Like, I want to put it out there. I'm not ashamed that I go to therapy, not that I ever would be, but I know that some people are like, hmm, if you go to therapy, yeah. you must. There's something to- wrong. Yeah, yes.
1: no. And there's absolutely nothing wrong. Sometimes you just need a stranger to hear you out and not judge you. Yes. Because mom, of course, mom's there, you know, dad's there, sister's there, whatever, sister-in-law's. And yes, of course, you're going to hear you, but they're going to tell you what they what you should hear to make you feel better. You know, not everybody's always completely honest. They're just going to help you get through it. And then you go home and you're by yourself again. Or you're like, OK, did I go about it the right way? Right. Or, yeah. Like, what could I have done different? Like, maybe they don't always guide you in the right mature way to do it. Yeah. So yes, I I agree. Yes,
0: counseling is awesome. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, yes, and not to like get everyone bored about this topic anymore. <laughs> I just I l- really love my therapist. I love her so much, and it's funny because like I I I think I talk about me going to therapy every mm-hmm. time ta- every single episode, but like I said, like I I really want to normalize it. I really want everyone to at least experience one session um, before they knock it. You know. Yes. But, um, there was, we talked a little bit before, like I said, like I always do a pre-interview, um, just so that I'm, you're not on spot about like what I'm going to ask you. I knew a little bit about your story, but there was so much today that you told me that I was, that really just like sunk my heart, you know, like you went into more detail and about Nathaniel and things like that. Is there anything that you could say to someone who's experienced the loss that could help them. Take
1: your time grief. Like there's no right way to grieve. There's no time frame for you to grieve. You know, like up to now I still cry. I still hurt. I'm not over it. I'm I've come to terms with it and I'm okay with it and I know that he's in a better place. And I miss him. I miss him deeply. His brother misses him. Even my husband now will say, hey, you know, do you want to do this? And, you know, and Nathaniel's memory like have surround yourself with people who will talk about him yeah. or talk about your child because he existed. He was here. You felt him, whether full term or a miscarriage, whatever it is, he was inside or the baby was inside of you like he was made with love at one point. So hold, you know, keep him in your thoughts, keep him in everyday things and be okay with it. Like say his name with pride and just tell the world about him. Cause that's your baby. Regardless at the end, it's okay. It's okay to cry. It's okay to, to tell the world. I and mean, They're not going to understand. They're going to look at you and say, Oh, I'm sorry. And then go about their business. And it's okay. Like it's that's been the hardest thing for me like having to talk about it and people be like oh i'm so sorry that awkward silence like no no no, it's okay like i opened up to you about it i'm okay talking about it because this is my baby like i'm proud of everything that happened you know Mm -hmm. so just own it like be love your babies love them and say their name to everybody let the world know that he was your baby and it's gonna be fine with you when everybody has their own time so when your time comes you will know it you will be fine
0: yeah I think the first time you told me his story, you cried. Yes. And today you did it. No, you see, sometimes
1: it's, it's some days, um, it hurts. Yeah. And sometimes I'm okay saying it. I'm not saying it doesn't hurt, but it's just, it doesn't feel so fresh.
0: Right. Mm -hmm. But it's okay to sometimes when it does and you can express that. Yes. I totally, and I appreciate your advice. And is there something that you could say, like on my miscarriage episode, I asked her, for some advice for someone who wants to sympathize with, with that person, with the grieving person to not, cause I don't want to sound like it, like a like an asshole, you know, like I don't want to <laughs> be like, I don't know, you know, like I wouldn't even know what to say. I think there were times in this episode today where I felt a little speechless. Is there anything that you could tell someone like me? Like if you're trying to like open up about your story someone like me like something you could tell me like don't feel sorry for me don't tell me this like I'm you know like what's something you could tell someone that just is hearing your story but hasn't experienced it
1: hear them out don't say it's gonna be okay it's gonna pass it's not it's never gonna pass it's never gonna be okay your life is never ever gonna be the same just hear them out and let them know that you you're there and that you care enough like don't just listen to listen and be nice like if you want to hear him out, like actually listen and every now and then say, hey, how are you doing? You know, do you miss, <clears throat> excuse me, do you miss so and so or, you know, hey, you know, just bring his name up randomly, like say, hey, how are the kids like include him in your daily activity, even though he's not physically here because that was a baby like that was something so precious to somebody. Yeah. So don't treat the baby as if it never existed.
0: Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. And I'm so glad you DM'd me. Honestly, I don't think you should have, have been. Maybe just because you said that's your personality to feel shy, yes. which I respect. But um, I'm so, I'm so glad you came because I think that your story was going to it's going to help so many people. I really hope so. Yes. And I don't know. I think that I think that this is what I want. Like everyone goes through something and from the looks of you, I would have never thought that. <laughs> you know, and had to if I have if I ever meet Devin, I don't think I would ever like I don't know what I would think, but but it really takes you to sit down and get to know somebody, to get to know the real story, and mm-hmm. then to get to really know them, to be like whoa, like they've they're they've lived a a different life than I have. Yes, and that's what I want. That's what I want. I want everyone's. Exp- everyone's experience on here and their their unique experience you know Mm -hmm. and i'm so glad you dm'd me and i'm so glad (laughs) that this has happened and so thank you so much no problem thank
1: you so much for having me
0: and that's a wrap i want to send my deepest condolences to lady and her family and i want to give a shout out to Devin because i know he's still listening you sound like an awesome kid dude and i'm really glad that you helped your mom out and so i just wanted to give you a little shout out she we talked a little bit about you before we recorded and you sound awesome so yeah (laughs) but if you're listening and something here impacted you something stuck out please let me know on my instagram post comment something below send devin some props for being an awesome kid to his mom and also to lady thank you for so much for dming me and you'll hear from me next week bye